Yeah, so the twins are like way more turned than mm-hmm. um I expected them to be. And they two children at the exact same age, and I'm just like, oh my god, like this is just my a lot. and they expensive and they take a lot of time. Just not boys, but just children people. alone take a lot of time. It's so much time and energy like that you put into them, especially if you want them to be well around the kids. Like you could just give the society children and just let it be if you really wanted to but to actually raise a human is like a lot <laughs> uh, a lot a lot and then that's why i'll be telling that's why i'll be telling like my homeboys and dudes be like bro you got kids and shit like oh do you stay with your girl and i'm like yeah man, i got a whole family like and then <laughs> on top of that it's me and four other people yeah so every decision that i make it has to be for the betterment of me and the other four people. So right. it's five people that I have to take care of, myself included. So it's a lot of responsibilities that come with being, you know what I'm saying, a father. So that shit, it'd be, it's crazy. Like, you have so much you got to do. Like you said, taking care of them. Man, we got karate classes. We got swim classes. We got summer camp, summer school. Man, it's it's a lot into it. That's why I be like telling folks, I'm like, hey, if you get kids, man, you gotta put your time into it. Yeah. Anybody can have, but to actually be there and put in that time, that whole different game. Right. No, seriously, anybody. And that's what um, we had an episode. Our first episode was called Art of Living, and I was telling he, my friend Jordan, didn't actually have children, but we were talking about mm-hmm. how children basically learn how to live through their family, their peers, their their village, you basically teaching them how to live. So mm-hmm. it's more to just having them. Like that's the I feel like that's the easy part. To create them and have them. Oh yeah, that's that what they say. That's the fun part right there. That's the fun part, creating them. That's, but, the, uh, that's the fun part. Yeah, like you said about the village thing, like that's how, you know what I'm saying? I'm very family oriented. So like mm-hmm. everything about me you're going to see the same thing with my family. Like, they're going to treat you right. the same way that I treat you because that's the way I was raised. And so mm-hmm. that's that's why that saying is so strong. It takes a village to raise a child because it actually does. Because when sh- that child doesn't have that right type of village around them, you're just raising a menace to society. And that's all it be- <laughs> that really what it becomes. Like, that's, yes. you know what I'm saying, that, that co-parenting, that, male and female being in the household that stuff actually you know what i'm saying is actually true about you know what i'm saying molding kids to be better people or uh, different things like like that but don't get me wrong like people who came from single family homes this of course there's a lot of billionaires millionaires whoever that came from that type of family but it show it, it has statistics that it's a better environment for the kids all the way mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so yeah you, you know what i'm saying it's a lot that goes into that yeah, healthy co-parenting is probably like the the thing that I would say that you need to work the most on because people don't understand that you learn how to have relationships. And I'm not just talking about intimate relationships, mm-hmm. just relationships, period, with other people through your parents, mm-hmm. through how they act. So it takes so much. And like you said, Village, my best friend is a behavior uh, specialist at a alternative school. And the statistics that they have for black boys are horrible. Right. Our kids are getting suspended the most. Our kids are getting placed in special education for anything. Yep. You know what I'm saying? They, when it's a, especially like 
they they are easy to get kicked out of class. Of course, they're easy, you know, stuff that happened with the police. Mm-hmm. It's just such a, a, a crazy thing, but it also um, talks to you a lot about your village because my best friend always tell me, they look at the way that your child looks in the school and how involved the parents is. If your parents don't give a damn about you, oh, they don't give a fuck about you. Oh, that I seen that firsthand because my mom, my mom pulling up to the school. I don't, I don't care what it is. My mom mm-hmm. at the school. My mom, she volunteering to be a substitute teacher. I'm like, bro, nah, bro, just stay at the crib. <laughs> she gonna make she man. She was at everything in the field trips, all that shit. And so yeah. I seen that, like I caught that growing up, like. The kids who moms that never show up, like one of my homeboys got in trouble one day. And I was like, bro, I was like, damn, bro, I know your mom forget on your ass. He was like, bro, my mom don't give a fuck. And I was looking, I was like, you're right, because nigga, you don't give a fuck. Like, you just be doing anything. Your mama don't yeah. care, so you just doing anything. And these teachers don't, they see that your mama ain't around, she ain't caring about you. They damn sure ain't for to care about your ass. And so they nope. just let you, they just do whatever, let you do whatever. They already know either you're going to be in jail or you're going to be dead. So they don't, they really don't care. And that's, and then that's when you got to salute to the teachers that actually do care. Because they're, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? They see, okay, his parent really ain't doing nothing or ain't here, but he's a good kid. Let me try to help him. Like, now you know, Natty, you know what I'm saying? Natty went through that situation. Not saying his parents weren't caring, they just went around like that. And so he ended up, you know what I'm saying, getting into different stuff like that. But a teacher came to him like, hey, you need to go here and you need to do this. And look at where he at now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like he could have went down a whole different path, a whole different yeah, path whole different. if he ain't had that teacher there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it 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 really it, it takes everybody to raise a might raise a kid and make sure they raise right. Everybody yeah. got pitch in. Yeah. I, I love how you said that. Actually, since we're talking about it, we already talked about parenthood. can you describe fatherhood in one word? Fatherhood in one word is an experience. Can you explain that? Let me let me know why you say that. It's an experience because I had to experience a lot of things becoming a father. So like I'd never had patience. I had to experience how to be patient with things. Like I'm the only child of the family. So everything was given to me. So I had to learn how to give. You know what I'm saying? That was an experience. Mm-hmm. So man, it's just different experience that you learn within fatherhood, especially when you actually inside the household with your kids. It's a whole different experience. That's why I'll be telling some folks like, man, yeah, you say you got kids and and you say you raising them, but your only thing you're doing is just sending money. That's not raising your kid. You know what I'm saying? You, just, yeah. you know what I'm saying? You just sending some bread. You just going. You know what I'm saying? You just throwing them a paycheck every week. Mm-hmm. Saying, but being in that family household, like experience my kids having the flu, my, you know what I'm saying? Going to the doctor, it, like that stuff is scary. Like I get petrified when my kids get sick because it's just like, yeah. oh my God, my baby's sick and I don't know what else to hey, do. Y'all, it's it's an experience. So everything, it's, all it's a whole experience with, with, with the father, being their father and their fatherhood. That's just, just, it's a different experience. So that's you why I just me. say I it's an experience. Like, you know, you know how to read. <laughs> I know. I, I love how Jasmine just jumped in. She scared the hell out of us. <laughs> Look, I, thought, it's okay. I, I thought I was slow too. I was like, hold on. I don't know what's going on up in here. <laughs> it's these new apps, you know. 
Shout out to Squadcast FM. This is it's supposed to be like better than Zoom. This is my third time using it, so I'm just trying to make sure that it is better than actually Zoom. Yeah, I'm like it's dope. <laughs> yeah, it's like a cool thing though. You can record things. Um, I would recommend it, but it costs us like ten dollars ten dollars a month. But okay. Yeah, yeah, it's supposed to be better than Zoom, but um. So, Red, tell me. Since you were talking about like you describe fatherhood in one word, what does fatherhood mean to you? Fatherhood is it's 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 a lot. It's <laughs> my you no know saying it's mean being there for your kids, my having the the willpower to get up, you know what I'm saying, do the things that you really don't want to do, but you got to do it because you the one that had the kids, the kids didn't have you, you know what I'm saying? You got to be here for the kids. So it's, it means my putting your everything to it to make sure that you raise some good kids and raise some wonderful human beings. So that's what it means to me, like making sure that the people that, that I raise become model citizens or what you call it but yeah and come billionaires so we can put the whole family on so that's right i I definitely understand so i got a question about about that because you are a entrepreneur right and sorry close the door (laughs) i love how they walked in the room so you are an entrepreneur do you think your children like motivate you to become more of an entrepreneur or have you always had that skill set? And do you think that's something that you're going to pass on to your children? Yeah, well, that that's definitely been a skill set. But okay. it, it definitely boosted it. You know what I'm saying? It, it mm-hmm. gave me the ambition to go harder But when I had kids. But you know what I'm saying? When I was in high school, I used to sell CDs. That's how I became a DJ. Because I was selling CDs and DVDs, all that stuff during high school. And eventually found a DJ program and started DJing. But, uh, the entrepreneur always been there. Like my dad was a preacher. My dad will wash a house. He would say, you can't fish. He would go and get you a rabbit or coon, whatever. And then he'll sell it all to the, to the church, plant a garden, sell the watermelon. So the hustling and the entrepreneur always been in our family. But the, when I, when I first had kids, it was definitely a, eye opener like bro you gotta go harder now you got a child so you definitely gotta go harder and what maybe really get into entrepreneurship by with no saying just doing it for myself because I've been self-employed for the past five years it was the going to the job and putting my all putting my all into somebody else's job into somebody else's life's work. I'm like man I can really take all this energy that I'm putting to this job and put it into my own. Like if I'm if I'm not gonna put that much energy into myself, who who is? So you no know saying I and I I just had to you no know saying just step up and do it. And like I said, the kids having kids around like when I first got into entrepreneurship, like Robin, like nigga, me and Layla was sitting in the house with the lights off, like we ain't, like didn't know where the next dollar was coming, type shit. And when you looking at your child sitting in the cold, you like. But this can't be it. You got to step up and keep going harder. Like, you got to go harder. So definitely having kids 
and being an entrepreneur, like it's definitely going to make you go ten times. No, I'm just about to say, I definitely agree. You not only fighting for yourself and your household, you fighting for you know what I'm saying. Y'all make this. Y'all make this. That you raising that you want to be. Y'all make teamwork look. Want to be that type of person that you want them to be. You know, y'all remind us the importance of partnership and having the right partner and having somebody that just got your back. Oh, go ahead, Jazz. Me being a mother, I know this shit ain't easy, but looking at y'all on the outside looking at y'all make this shit look easy. Do you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. and it's not like and you, everything don't get though i'll be telling people i like man everything don't get posted my homeboy show up be like bro y'all be so y'all be my nigga we go through shit just like everybody else but <laughs> right we know where to come back to like we know how to come back to each other because we know we gotta have each other because at the end of the day we created life so we gotta take care of this life that we created you know what i'm saying if we're if we even if we're doing bad blah 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 such and such we you know what i'm saying the kids always that's the thing about the kids they always remind you of it's way bigger than y'all you know what i'm saying you have to take care of this family and so you you eventually get to the point like bro it ain't even worth it like what's the point of us even going through all this shit? it ain't even worth it like we got way more than we want out of life than us bickering and arguing and going back and forth mm-hmm. on the small shit man let that shit go you know what i'm saying that's i always told people like you know what I'm saying? The past relationships when I used to date, it was, I always told people, like, I don't do the arguing thing because ain't no point of us sitting here arguing and not getting shit done. The only thing we're going to do is focus on the negative and all we're going to receive is more negative. So if we change our mindsets and say, hey, this shit ain't even worth it, let's come, come to a common ground and stand on it and let's build from there. You just gotta. It's gonna oh, eventually just keep going up. It's eventually just gonna get better because you're gonna eventually start to understand each other and understand where the compromise of you need to come here and they need to come there and y'all both meet on the one accord. You know what I'm saying? That's what a lot of people don't. That's the that balance you gotta have. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. No, I agree. As well, I think y'all both are blessed to have each other, but. I can tell that she's a ride or die. Mm-hmm. She riding for you through it all. Mm-hmm. And I think that also helps motivate you as a man. Mm-hmm. So I, I want to give her appreciation over here too. Cause I always watch it. I think Layla has a beautiful soul too. So I think you have definitely picked a one of a kind woman because let me tell you, these women out here. Hey, I tell you all the time. I'll be like, bro, I don't know how y'all niggas do it. I couldn't, and nowadays age, how folks, how people mindset, like people let social media really control their life and dictate how they should love people in life. From social media, like, oh, somebody else told me that this person should do this, blah, 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 or they don't love me. Like, nigga, what the hell that's supposed to mean? Like, bro, you know, you will know when that person actually loves you. You you would know that shit. Like, it's hard to explain. Like, my homeboys tell me, like, bro, he was like, man, I want to be like you. I want to get married, blah, blah, blah. But these women, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, bro. He was like, and I don't know when I'll know when it's the right time. I was like, bro, you will know. Like, I can't explain how to, you know what I'm saying? But you will know. Like, you will get to a point in your life is uh, you will just be like, who else can do it better? Like, it ain't no, it's not even a point. Like, 
it's not even a point of me trying to go look for anything else because you know this person right here is gonna be that that motherfucker that's gonna like you said ride for you forever. Like you can't deny the facts of that. So once you get to that point, like you a uh, man will make that decision. But like man, this is just gonna be the one for me because you will know. So how do you um how do you balance fatherhood and your personal life, like your career, your family, your friends? How do you balance that? Because like I said, we see you out here working, you stay busy, you know, and then it is, we always talk about how mothers, we trying to, it's like a juggling act, you know what I'm saying? Trying to keep up with everything. Mm -hmm. But as a father, from your perspective, how do you balance that? Well, I balance it with having the right partner. You know what I'm saying? Because we balance each other and so everything around us balance out. So say if I got an event that night and Layla's at work all during the day, right? So I will be here at the house and I'll clean up, cook to where when she get off, only thing she got to do is feed the kids. And so once I leave, I know she's going to be here with the kids. So that, that that's the ease of mind. So I don't have to worry about trying to find a babysitter and all that whoop to whoop unless we're going out together. <laughs> uh, but balancing out that, it's like, like I say, it, it's just me and Layla. Like, so it's just us. So we don't have immediate family out here. Like, my mom is not out here. My dad's not out here. Her mom is not out here. Like, they stay in Clarksville, but we don't have nobody that's just right down the street we can pull up and drop off the kids to. So we have to balance that out together. You know what I'm saying? So it's not just me balancing out by myself. I know I got Layla with me because if I don't, if I can't get to some, I know she can. And if she can't get to none, I know I can. So that's how, that's how we really balance out everything. If you like, if you look at our calendar, y'all be like, bro, what the hell? Like, cause it's just everything. Haircuts, lash appointments, man, going to talk to somebody about an event that's coming up, consultation talk, but we both knock out things together. So if she got some, like I said, if she got something to do and I could be here with the kids, go do what you got to do. If I got something to do, she going to be here with the kids. I'm going to do that. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's a balance between us to help out the whole thing of balance. You know what I'm saying? The whole thing with the family of balancing it out. No, I like that because a balanced life is probably the best thing you can have. Mm-hmm. You know, one thing I learned too, cause I used to say like big on like you grow up about gender roles, but then I learned that it's not just gender roles, it's balanced because mm-hmm. somebody might be better doing my somebody might be better off doing something than you are. Like they could be better at hell cooking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they could be better at the most simple things, planning. Like somebody could be better doing that. And a lot of times we try to make it seem like a gender role exists, but you're just saying that Layla, Layla works all day and then you making sure the house is clean and then dinner made. You make her life easy. Mm-hmm. Cause you'll be surprised. <laughs> yeah, People, man. I, like, I had homeboys who was like, man, hey, he was like, do you wash the dishes? I was like, yeah. So like, why not? I was like, bro, if the house needs the dishes washed, I'm just going to wash the dishes. And then on top of that, I know it's going to make her happy because she don't have to come home and do the dishes and all that. But like, I, she had to get on my ass about it. Like, don't get it twisted. Even when, like, I was just yeah. automatically just doing it all the time. But like, I had to learn, like, okay, yeah, I need to, you know what I'm saying? I don't. At the end of the day, we still men, so like we still just tend to see the 
slack on a couple things. You know what I'm saying? You go to a man. If you just pop up to a man's house, I'm nine times out of ten, the house ain't clean. Only time man yeah. really clean out when a female about to come over. Yeah, but, real, but I, had, I, I had to balance that out of, you know what I'm saying? She was telling me like, hey, you need to help out more around the house. I was like, okay, if that's going to make you happy, like, so be it. Like, and so, uh, like, when my homeboy is actually like, do you wash the dishes and stuff? Like, yeah. He's like, man, I just can't. I know what I'm saying? I feel a certain way about washing dishes all the time. Sometimes I feel like a house dad. I know what I'm saying? I've been deep that light sometimes in my life. Like, man, I don't be want to wash no dishes. Man, I need to be out, you know what I'm saying, working on a car or something. Like, I ain't got nothing to do, but it's just like, <laughs> I don't want to be washing no dishes. You feel me? You know what I'm saying? Sometimes right. I feel a certain way. But, it, you know what I'm saying? That's having that compromise, you know what I'm saying, have to compromise of, if, if my my girl going to be happy about me washing dishes, so be it. Let me, you know what I'm saying, let me do my job. That's, you know what I'm saying, that's what all that comes with. No, I I, I love that because you right about that. Not You do got to have some a partner that's going to let you know, like, this is not going to work. Mm-hmm. Communication is the biggest thing in life, period. Mm-hmm. You got to let people know what it is because if they don't know, how, how would they fix it? Yep. So, you know, yeah. That's something that I definitely, I got a question though, to skip back over to um, parenthood and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. We had an episode called um, Sex Talk. It was our last episode. I have a question. What age do you think that your children should have have the sex talk? That right there, I, me personally, my experience, I never had to sex talk with my parents. Like, right, my, me either. My dad was a preacher, so it was like a lot of stuff got censored in our house. So, like, we couldn't just go to them. Like, I couldn't just go to my dad and, like, hey, dad, this girl trying to give me some coochie, blah, blah, blah. Like, my dad's a preacher, so I can't never just come to him talking on some stuff like that. So, I never had to sex talk, but in my mind, I feel like kids should learn, like, those same preteens because. I lost my virginity in fifth grade. Like, man, we was fucking crazy. Like, we was some wild-ass kids. Like, I lost my virginity wow. in fifth grade. And so I know at a younger age, if I had been, like, somebody has just been telling me, like, hey, watch yourself and having these type of conversations and stuff, maybe, you know what I'm saying? Well, we did. Now, let me take that back. We did because we had, like, sex ed. See, back in the day, we had sex ed. So, like, they trying to take it away now. You know what Did you hear that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen about that. Like, they, they, some fools like, trying to take that away. That's crazy when, like, you, we need that type of thing because I know mm-hmm. it scared me when I seen a uh, dick with bumps all over. I was like, nigga, that's not yeah. going to be me. <laughs> like, I ain't putting my dick in nothing. I'm good on that. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. That's a good, I, um, Jasmine can, uh, <laughs> She can agree to me, but I think for me, because you said preteen, right? Yeah, I said so like in my 10 or 11 or something like that. 10 or 11, that's what I thought because I feel like during that time, you are more, you get more curious. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, I lost my um, virginity pretty young. I lost it in, in my freshman year in high school, just being curious mm-hmm. and, you know, just being just being dumb, really. So, um, but... I know I started watching porn in middle school. I was watching porn in middle school. Right. So I feel like now it's so easy for children to assess, like, to get it. I think that I would be, and the twins have an older brother that's, like, four years older than them. Mm-hmm. When they're, like, 11 or 12, he's, like, 15, 16. Yeah. So in my mind, i rather tell them myself. And I also think it depends on the maturity of your children as well. Mm-hmm. At 10, I 
I was would say like eight or nine. I think you should gradually step into it. Like maybe tell them about their penis or they, you know. And do you think it's any? Do you think it's different from girls to boys? Because I feel like boys are so different when it comes to learning about sex. They kind of like push to it, and girls are more into like stay away from it. You don't want to get pregnant. You don't want you you know all this stuff. You lay down with uh with dogs, you're gonna end up with fleas, like all this bullshit. Mm-hmm. But in reality, it's more of nature. If it, if she finds out that it feels good to rub on her clit, she's gonna want to do it more. So yeah, just, exactly. So I just think it's you know I I just think do you think it's any difference from girls or boys now that you're be now that you're a father? Your mindset might have been different when you were younger, but now that you have a daughter, how do you feel about that? Uh, I would say I would feel the same. I would feel like I would, I would treat her the same just as the boys, like at the same age. Because, like I said, we grew up in the it has to be this way or it has to be that way. Like only you can only talk to sex about about sex to the boys and just hold, you know what I'm saying, wait till the girl a little more mature then tell her. Like, no, I feel like I would treat her the same way, like, I think children should get it all at the same age. Whatever age you feel appropriate to tell them, I think they should get it at all at the same age. Don't try to hold back. I'm like, oh, well, she's a little more mature, blah, 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 and we're just going to wait. But you're really not knowing because you're not having that conversation. And so, you know what I'm saying? I feel like you should have it all at the same age. Like, if you're going to have the boys have a talk, the girl, the girl's going to have a talk, too. Yeah. No, I, I agree. What you think about that, um, Jazz? Ten or eleven? I know we when we had a conversation, you was like, "Hell, yes. it might be over with." <laughs> like ten or eleven, okay. And I say that because me personally, I was always a scary child and very conservative. Like I grew up in the church, and like church for me was an all day event. You know, like my family is Southern Baptist; they strict on us. You know, and I definitely I was scary. Like in fifth grade, I hadn't even thought about sex. I hadn't even, but I do remember people I was who were like 10, 11, they were already having sex. Yep. And most, most yeah, guys I know, literally. they lost their virginity at like 9, 10. So it's like, but I just want to make sure, I, I think the most important thing for me is changing the way we talk about it. Instead of trying to prevent it, like let's make sure they're doing it the right way, responsibly. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. you, the more you try to prevent it, the more it's going to become like they hiding it. But I do remember vividly a lot of people who were having sex, performing oral sex in the school. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, and then now they have access to everything. It's it's early. It's happening early. Yeah, well, listen, this little boy that stayed down the street from us, his mom, you know, Layla's the manager at the property, and so they, you know what I'm saying, the uh, the residents come sometimes be telling different things that be going on. But they were talking about one of the little boys that's down here and said uh, he told uh her son to take pictures of her his sister said take take some naked pictures of her it'll it'll sell on the internet she'll make a lot of money like the little boy like nine or ten like bro why how were you even thinking of that like we like that was just like oh wow like okay it's like yeah take tell her to take some pictures take some pictures of your sister and that could sell on the internet it's like boy you used to almost sound like a rapist almost like yeah we gotta watch him like and so, like you said, they, it's they so young now, and they they can get it. Well, they can get it at a young age now. Like back then, we had to find it 
And like we mm-hmm. ain't gonna say go search for it. Now it's just in your face, nigga. We we talking about WAP on the radio, like it's in your face, motherfucker. Like yeah, we gonna no, tell you what we <laughs> Like Jesus yeah. Christ, it's all in your face. It's not. I mean, Video Girls was around, but it was more of like a story. Like, we had now, to wait to BET to get to to we see some booty on the screen of a video. We had to wait to BET uncut. We not getting that five o'clock in the in the afternoon like they are now. No, now it's like straight in your face. Soon you watch a video, it's girls shaking ass real quick, <laughs> like real quick. It's no, and that's the only thing why I said like now, maybe ten, eleven. We were younger, mm-hmm. but now you know what I'm saying now it's totally different because kids are getting on TikTok at seven or eight, and they learning things. This this social media networks like Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, they not really blocking it off for age group like they say they are. Exactly. So. Kids are easy able to find it. Like I, I started watching porn in middle school, <laughs> and that because I found it. Also, somebody introduced me. So if you got other peers around you that's finding stuff, they're gonna introduce stuff. You know, I thought it was. I just wanted to ask you on that incident because that was an episode. Our last episode. Mm-hmm. My last question is something about. It's kind of like a relationship question. Mm-hmm. But um, our our last question is. I seen this on Instagram. Shout out to Jasmine Reese. She's in Alabama. Maybe she's in Atlanta right now because she just moved there. But anyway, she had said something about relationship, um, about you needing lust and love to maintain a relationship. And what do you think about that? You've been in a relationship for a very long time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so how do you feel about being, do you think like being lustful to your partner, does that make, you know, does that help you maintain a relationship? Hell yeah, that shit, you know what I'm saying? Especially as, I'm speaking as for all the men, nigga, we, we would love for a woman where our spouse to be, you know what I'm saying, lustful after us, like dressing up, just want to, you know what I'm saying, we want that type of stuff. I know women don't occasionally just, you know what I'm saying, want it all the time, but the lust inside of a relationship definitely keeps the sparks in there, keep the spark in there. So, you know what I'm saying, just saying if you got a girl and she just don't want to do anything. Don't want to dress up for you. Don't want to wear sexy lingerie. She's not after you. She don't want to, you know what I'm saying? She just ain't showing no affection. So you definitely going to be cut off from that. That's when the male's getting to cheat. Because once mm-hmm. they figure out that you ain't for to give them something, you know what I'm saying? You, we supposed to be in, in this type of relationship and I only supposed to get it from you and and you just turn around and deny me that, a man is definitely going to go out and look for that lust. You know what I'm saying? But if you have it in the house and it's just you two lusting out of each other, it's definitely going to keep that spark in there. Like, you have to have that because it, it, it's, just some, it's just something about it. Like, when you, when you first wanted your partner, you did everything to get them. Like you went after them, like you you twerked on them at the club, like yeah, you went and bought them drink. You was you had that desire to, you know what I'm saying? Desire to get them. And same things, and same thing goes for the male. The male lusting after a woman, like he want her. She look good. She thick. Oh, I gotta hit that. Blah blah blah. You know what I'm saying? And once you become one, you still have to keep that. Oh man, she thick. She beautiful. I won't. I won't. You no, know say you gotta keep that. That lustfulness, that you know, I don't know if that's a word or not, but I'm gonna put it in there. That lustfulness, you need mm-hmm. you no know saying, and on top of the love, you no know saying, as long as the love is there, you you definitely gonna win. But once you put that 
that lustfulness of you desiring each other and actually, you know what I'm saying, showing affection towards each toward each other of that type of situ- that type of situation, it definitely gonna keep a spark in there and definitely gonna have y'all like giggly and all on each other all the damn time. No, I, I definitely agree. I Jasmine had um Jasmine Reese had tweeted it and I was like, yeah, like that's something that you always will need in a relationship. I think that's how some relationships actually start to fail because you're not you love that partner, but you don't even like them no more. You're not even lusting after them no more. You don't even try to do the things that you did to win them over. So I think some people just get comfortable. But I was just wanted to ask, since you've been in a relationship so long, what you felt about it? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I definitely, I definitely got to keep that lust in there. You know what I'm saying? Got to, got to put your tongue in the butt sometime. Got to. <laughs> <laughs> You wow, I love it though. Hey, you, gotta, hey, you gotta keep it lit, man. If you ain't gonna keep it lit, somebody else gotta do it for you. No, yes. Well, are you going to the limelight reunion before we end this? I'm gonna definitely try to pull up. I gotta see what what day was it on. They say June July the second. I know you be booked and busy, and I yeah. want you to get your bread. But I was just wondering. Is that a Friday? You know, Saturday? Is that a that's a Friday? I believe. I might be at Willie B's. You know, I'm at Willie B's every Friday. Make sure you follow me. I am DJ Big Red. Willie B's every Friday right there. You know what I'm saying? But, um, yeah, I'm going to definitely, I want to come up there, but I don't know if I, I, don't know if I, I have to talk to Willie B's and, and see if I can take a day off and come up there. You should definitely, I heard they trying to do a couple reunions. They can bring it back. I guess the Limelight guy is going to open up another, another venue like Limelight. But, you know, it's going to be lit, especially if they, People are asking him to do 25 and up mm-hmm. because that's our only, that's the group that, the age group that went. Those are the people who know. Right, exactly. So I think it would be definitely interesting, but I want to thank you for joining us today on Mommy's RS. We definitely have to bring you back. No problem. Um, bring you back with Layla next time, too. Yeah, you know, she um, talking shit. <laughs> yeah, we definitely have to bring her back. Um, Jasmine, you got any regards? So, so as you know, I am Robin. This is Big Red. Yep, <laughs> we wasn't a core, and we are. Mummies are us. I was hoping Red would say something, but he didn't say. Hey, like. I thought who you were. I said, hey, what's up? DJ Big Red, y'all know what it is. <laughs> All right, thank you.